Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where life with Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not allow anyone to put the yoke of slavery on you again. Look, I, Paul, tell you that if you allow yourselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. I testify again to every man who allows himself to be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be declared righteous by the law are completely separated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. Indeed, through the Spirit, we by faith are eagerly waiting for the sure hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision matters. Rather, it is faith working through love that matters. You were running well, who cut in on you, so that you are no longer persuaded by the truth? This persuasion is not from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch. I am confident in the Lord that you will have no other opinion than this, but the one who is trying to disturb you will pay the penalty, whoever he is. Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? Then the offense of the cross has been abolished. If only those who are upsetting you would also cut themselves off. After all, brothers, you were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as a starting point for your sinful flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. In fact, the whole law is summed up in this one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you keep on biting and devouring one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. What I am saying is this. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out what the sinful flesh desires. For the sinful flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful flesh. In fact, these two continually oppose one another, so that you do not continue to do these things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the control of the law. Now the works of the sinful flesh are obvious— sexual immorality, impurity, complete lack of restraint, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, discord, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, orgies, and things similar to these. I warn you, just as I also warned you before, that those who continue to do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in step with it. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. This is the word of our God. After Paul has made a thorough defense of his ministry and a thorough description of the works of the law and that they would be obligating themselves to obey the whole law, Paul now turns his attention in the last two chapters of Galatians here to describing the beautiful freedom of the life that we have with Christ. And it it breaks down pretty nicely in this chapter um, as he describes this life of freedom here in chapters 5 and 6. Chapter 5, he talks about just the general description of this life in freedom. 
The first part of this chapter, verses 1 through 12, talks about freedom and the law. And then the second half of the chapter, uh, verses 13 through 24, talks about freedom and the spirit. And so what we see in the first half is that freedom and the law are incompatible. That freedom is not a way which people have chosen, but the way which Christ has established. No person can compromise with it because Jesus is the one who established this freedom. Jesus is the one who won this freedom. Jesus is the one who gives us this freedom. And it's not ours to, to play with or to compromise or to add or subtract. We, do not, we don't do that with the word of God. We don't do that with the freedom in which we live. And we don't make excuses for that either, <laughs> right? We simply recognize what Jesus has given to us and treasure it for what it is. Treasure this freedom for what it is. Um, to return to the way of the law, even if it was in a rather slight and apparently apparently slight matter, such as this discussion of circumcision that we had through much of Galatians here, um, would be to cancel the gospel and lose the freedom of Christ, which he has set us free to enjoy. Um, when you talk about this freedom that we have, this is like you've been totally set free from the works of the law, Paul says. And why would you go back to works of the gospel? That if you want to obey the way of the law, you'd have to do the whole thing. You can't pick and choose. And so that's what he, where he begins in verse five, or chapter five, rather, um, that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not allow anyone to put the yoke of slavery on you again. And he expands on that as he says that I testify to you that if you allow yourselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And you might think to yourself, oh, Paul, Paul, isn't that a little, a little harsh? Um, because circumcision is a matter of freedom. And we, we, aren't, we don't have to obey the Old Testament law. But, you know, if it just makes my life a little bit easier, Paul, I don't see what the big deal is. And that kind of touches on what we talked about back in chapter 2 and chapter 3. That when it comes to a point of Christian confession, there's... You don't have the freedom to endorse a false belief. And that's what this would be doing. That others had come to Galatia, these people we call Judaizers for lack of a better term. These others had come to Galatia to try to convince the Galatians to follow the whole Old Testament law. And at the very least, at the very least, let's get started with circumcision. And Paul says, if you let yourself go through with that, then you are obligating yourself to obey the whole law because it gives the impression that these Judaizers were correct. And it's not a proper use of Christian freedom that we have been set free, that we can't just, um, can't just pick and choose on these things. And that, yes, under normal circumstances, then circumcision would be a matter of Christian freedom. But now that somebody has made an issue out of it, they do not have the freedom to go through with circumcision, and they do not have the freedom to compromise their own freedom. And so Paul says, you know, verse 13, After all, brothers, you were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as a starting point for your sinful flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. And that's the that's the almost the irony that he has in this uh, verses 13, 14, and 15. That when he talks about um, when he talks about the freedom that we have, 
Here are the Galatians who are getting so worked up and worrying and wondering about what they have to do in order to serve God well and what they have to go through with and what laws they have to follow in order to serve God well. And verse 13 begins kind of the second theme of this chapter. And Paul really says, you know what? If you want to serve God, then learn to walk in love. <laughs> you know, act in love toward God and toward your neighbor. In fact, the whole law is summed up in this one statement love your neighbor as yourself. And what sad irony that they would be so caught up in in discussing, you know, what these Judaizers want to do and so caught up in their own personal opinion on the matter that that they've forgotten how to love one another. Not that, you know, this ever happens in any of our churches, right? <laughs> Not that it's ever happened in any of our congregations where there's a personal disagreement and rather than discussing it as Christian brothers and sisters, uh, the personal disagreement kind of blows up and expands from there. Because even though we are not having discussions or arguments about Judaizers coming to our congregations and trying to compel us to follow the law of Moses, I would say that it is entirely possible that there is the ongoing temptation toward serving self rather than serving one's neighbor. And Paul begins here in verse 13 that freedom, um, freedom is not is not your simple freedom, your license to do what you want. It's not your freedom to simply go about your day and, and do whatever your heart says that you should do. Rather, freedom means being set free from self, being set free from the obligations of the sinful flesh and the demands of the sinful flesh, being set free from being set free from that sense of guilt and compulsion, trying to trying to say, here are all the things that I have to do, and oh, I feel so badly that I haven't done these things. No, Christ has set you free, and freedom means being set free from self, being set free from conscience, being set free from the demands of the sinful flesh, and we are set free for a purpose, to serve our fellow person, which is really the essence of God's will seen here in the law. That freedom means walking and conducting oneself by the power of the Spirit. It means entering the struggle against the sinful flesh and its desires. And that's a struggle that we can only win and carry on in the power of the Spirit. This freedom means living a life led by the Spirit, a life which moves on a level that the law's threats and condemnations cannot touch. It means that Christ's death to sin, um, that Christ who is crucified, that reality is now ours, as Paul says in verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in step with it. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. One of the ways that I like to think of this is that the sinful flesh is always, you know, as it's, as people are walking along the road, is kind of the image. You're walking along the road, and when we are caught up in our sinful flesh, it's looking at ourselves, looking down at my, at my own heart, at my own consideration. And sometimes we get caught up in the idea that as a Christian, oh, I'm supposed to be looking around and looking up. And, and it's easy enough to look around and we think to ourselves, hey, I'm walking on this road with all these other Christians and I'm looking around at, at them. 
But then the sinful flesh kind of comes back and the sinful flesh says, hey, that person is, is doing more than you. Oh, that person is doing less than you. Oh, you're doing a really good job. You should just you should just carry on with your own your own godly living here because this is fantastic. Or why don't you take it easy? When we are looking at ourselves, we miss where we're walking. When we're looking at one another, we we see one another, but we have that sense of competition that the sinful flesh wants to inject into everything. But as we're walking, we fix our eyes on Jesus. And then we're all walking in the same direction. And in fixing our eyes on Jesus and having him in mind really leads us to say, oh, here's my fellow Christian who needs to be picked up and encouraged. And there's a fellow Christian who is a a beautiful example of the Christian faith. Praise God. Look at his grace in that person's life. As we're walking together, walking together with our eyes fixed on Jesus, each one of us, not looking to our own wants and desires and needs, not looking to others for competition, but rather for compassion, and looking to Jesus for the source of reassurance that he in his word and in his sacraments, he reminds us and reassures us that dear friend, dear child, your sin has been forgiven and taken away. You are righteous in his sight and now, now look around. After you see Jesus, now look around. These are your brothers and sisters, those who are in fellowship with you, who are walking with you, and these are the ones that you can love. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. A little bit later this week, we'll be having episode 1000 of the Raised with Jesus podcast and a special guest host for a little part of that. God bless your day. <laughs>